Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. All right, Ian. Uh, So we have talked a lot recently about things like the draft. We've talked a lot about free agency. We've covered all kinds of different things with the Denver Broncos. And so I'm going to ask you a question because I want to know what your thoughts are on it. Uh, I did not tell you what the question was before we recorded this, and I did tell you I was going to ask you a question, so here it goes. Would you trade for Sam Darnold? Would you trade for Sam Darnold right now? No. There you have it, people. You can stop. No, don't stop listening. I'm kidding. It's, I'm, I'm just kidding. Do you want to... You want to give me a reason? I'm curious because the the news reports there were a few that uh, that were I think erroneous. I don't think anything was actually happening, but it is an interesting um, I don't know exercise in thought, if you will. This idea of the Denver Broncos uh, considering a, a player like Sam Darnold, maybe trading for him. Uh, you've got Drew Locke. You've got you know options in the draft, perhaps. Sam Darnold is a young, talented quarterback. Do you do you take a swing? at him or or what's your reason not going after a Sam Darnold to me I see no difference between him and Drew Locke I I get the whole idea that you are thinking 
there could be a Ryan Tannehill type of jump for Sam Darnold if he gets out of the Jets and away from Adam Gase. And I, I think Adam Gase is the connection to all of this, which is fascinating. But there's really no difference to me between Sam Darnold and Drew Locke. You're still bringing in a project. You're bringing in a guy who hasn't hit his potential, so he needs reps. Why do you bring in a guy who needs reps to take away reps from a guy who needs those reps? It just makes no sense to me. You're not improving the position. You're just adding a twin. Ooh, that's a good way to look at it. You know, you know, I, I will I'll interject here a little bit too, and I, I will tell you I, I sort of lean the same direction. And again, this isn't something that's happening. I, I know that there was some stuff on Twitter, and if you if you listen to this podcast, you're probably also following me on Twitter and some of the same people, and you follow Ian and some of the same people and whatnot. And there was this idea that the Broncos and, and Jets might be in talks for a trade for for Sam Darnold. Uh, it's not going to happen. That wasn't a thing. But the, the thought exercise here is really fascinating to me because you do have, like you said, you have this project quarterback and then you have this project quarterback. Is it worth swapping those project quarterbacks? Because I kind of feel like that's almost what you would have to do to make it make sense. You couldn't have both of them on the same team. It's like having two sh- crappy guns uh, at the same time. Neither one of them fires well. So you're going to fix both of them at the same time? Probably not. So, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, or, or you know, Anything that that sort of looks like you want two of them, if you have two of these, you have a double problem. Whereas a lot of times, I don't know who my starter is in, in the NFL. If you don't know who your starting quarterback is, it's because you don't have a starting quarterback. That's really the idea. The other side of this, though, and this is something that I think is is where you bring the draft into it. You've got Drew Locke, who is in season three. You've got Sam Darnold, who's in season four, if, I'm, if my numbers are right. Is it five? Would they be picking up his option for ne- for the next year, I guess? And, I was told there would be no math. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring numbers into it. Anyway, you have these two quarterbacks that have NFL experience that clearly need an opportunity to grow. If if that's the if, if that's the world you live in, why not go get a quarterback in this year's draft that is a top flight quarterback that you can give those reps to and you can develop that quarterback. Now you have them on that uh, rookie contract for even longer. That seems to be what makes the most sense to me at this point if you're the Denver Broncos and you're going to make a change at quarterback. I look at this like James Palmer has reported since the Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson rumors started. And we're not going to get into the Deshaun Watson stuff. We touched on that at the beginning of the last podcast. We're going to let it play out. We're not going to have a take. We're not going to talk about it. Let it play out. As we said last week, this is an instance where not having a take is just as appropriate, if not more appropriate, than having a take. But the thing that stood out, and I think it's still true, is that unless George Payton can dramatically improve the quarterback position, they're not going to do it. Sam Darnold does not drastically improve the quarterback position. It's it, To me, it's still the hope that people have with Drew Locke, that he's going to be able to take the Josh Allen leap between year three or year two and year three. It's the same thing with Sam Darnold. 
Well, Ryan Tannehill was able to improve in, in, with the Tennessee Titans when he got away from Adam Gase. It's the same thing with Sam Darnold. And I think the key in all of this is do you really want Pat Shermer to be the one to work with Sam Darnold? And I think that that's the question going forward with all of this. And Jeff Essery from Cover 2 Broncos and Mile High Report, that Cover 2 Broncos podcast is what he does with Joel Rolls, he brought up an interesting point. If Since Pat Shermer is still around, and those who listened to the podcast heard Cecil Lammy to preview free agency talk about how he's not a fan of Pat Shermer. Well, he's still here. Are they going to go quarterback in round one with Pat Shermer still here? If you draft a quarterback this year and the Broncos aren't successful, Pat Shermer is likely done after this year, which means if you have this rookie quarterback, he's going to have to be learning a new system in his second year. That's not ideal. That's not putting him in a situation to have success. It's just an interesting dichotomy between what the Broncos do at quarterback and you still have Pat Shermer here. You bring up a great point here because it really points to how important it is to have everything line up in the NFL. And you can overcome some deficiencies on the field. I think that we as as Broncos fans will attest to that by pointing back in time to that 2015 Super Bowl run, right? You could overcome that offensive deficiency because of how great that defense ended up being. And when you look at the way the Broncos are constituted today, the deficiency that they have is once again an offensive deficiency. And I'm not just going to throw Drew Locke under the bus, which is is kind of the popular thing to do with people who want the Broncos to move on from him. It's clear that the offensive scheme of of Pat Shermer has been less than stellar to sort of I don't know say it say it in as nice a way as possible. So you you have a double issue here on that offense and and your point is is well made bringing in a young quarterback back bringing in a rookie and still running Pat Shermer's offense it it, it seems like a terrible idea. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe if they if they were to draft a guy, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a minute, but maybe if they drafted a guy and and allowed him to grow in the Pat Shermer offense, that would that would maybe work out. Maybe that's how you get everything to line up. But that seems to me to be like a three year plan. And that means that Vic Fangio is the head coach for the next three years. Pat Shermer is the offensive coordinator for the next three years. And George Payton isn't going anywhere. And they're all willing to work together in this wonderful world where everybody forgets that Ed Donatel is the defensive coordinator. No offense to Ed Donatel. He's a, he's a great guy. But clearly it's Vic Fangio's defense. Is that is that how you take this defense that they've constituted, that they've put together, that on paper looks like a deep run into the playoffs defense? And you... And you compliment them with the this quite frankly an offense that is subpar to sub subpar to not worth looking at and that's why you have to figure out a way to make this line up and I don't know how you do that I don't know how you fix it at this point because you brought up Pat Shermer I wasn't even thinking about Pat Shermer when when I asked the question I wasn't even considering that and now you throw him in the mix as far as like what you want to do. 
And it's like, what I want to do is crumple up the piece of paper that this is all on and throw it into the garbage bin and walk away from it because it doesn't feel like there's any big change coming on the offense, no matter what they do. And now you're wasting a defense that, that could be like one of the best in the NFL in in 2021 and it's so frustrating there is a caveat to all of this to pat Shermer, to not having everything line up that's having a quarterback who can withstand all of that who can still play and succeed no matter what and i think there's that quarterback who is available in this draft not named trevor lawrence or zach wilson And it's a guy who could potentially be there for the Broncos if George Payton decides to make the move up to number four, to a trade with the Atlanta Falcons. And that's Justin Fields. Because by all accounts, the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan are not hiding the fact that they're going to take Matt Jones from Alabama. I mean, I saw a very interesting tweet from Eric Branch, who covers the 49ers for the San Francisco Chronicle on Monday night. And Chris Sims has said that Shanahan and the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones. And Chris Sims said that his source is Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan said, and Eric Branch said this in his tweet, that Kyle Shanahan... I tell him everything, referencing Chris Sims. Because they have a interesting connection. guy to tell everything, I guess. Well, they, there's a connection between them because I think they were teammates in Texas. Yes. So if Justin Fields is there, I think he is one of those quarterbacks who can be successful in any system with any offensive coordinator. So even if Pat Shermer is gone after this year, Justin Fields is good enough he can work with a new offensive coordinator. That's an interesting take. You know, I'm going to I'm going to backtrack a little bit to the Kyle Shanahan thing cuz he also said uh in uh his press conference, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was earlier today. I was I just happened to be watching TV and I heard him talking about how a trade up like that made it easier for them cuz he doesn't have to hide what he wants to do because there's nobody that can really get in front of him that's going to change anything. And so he's not worried about uh, smoke screens, right? You get all the draft smoke screens. And if you remember, and I don't remember who brought it up, but there was talk about how Mike Shanahan didn't go to Jay Cutler's uh, pro day because he didn't want people to know how interested he was in Jay Cutler and then drafted him out of nowhere as a big shocker and surprised, you know, surprised the entire world when he took Jay Cutler. So some people were sort of saying, well, maybe Kyle's going to do that and their real target is Justin Fields or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I can't say one way or the other, and I'm not going to judge too much, but it is interesting that he said when you're the third pick in the draft, you don't have to hide as much. You don't have to make it, uh, you know, a sort of this like smoke and mirrors game where, oh, I don't like him. And, you know, remember the, the, the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold situation a few years ago. It was Sam Darnold was the first pick in the draft for I don't know how long. And then all of a sudden it was Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold fell to the Jets. So those are the kinds of things that – uh, you know, you kind of have to, to to pay attention to if you're really going to pay attention to what's going on in the draft, what's going on with, you know, what these coaches like to do and stuff. But 
it will be fascinating to see what happens there. My hope, and and I, I think that maybe this will be a fun one. Let's jump into our. Uh, I had this sort of idea of let's talk about our draft wish list, and I guess we can kind of get into it a little bit. My my first wish on my wish list is that George Payton picks the guy that he loves the most. Right, write it down on a little sticky note with the name with the name and then the words no matter what go ahead and steal that Kevin Costner draft day line it's fine i'm fine with that and so whoever it is i i want George Payton and the Denver Broncos to be 100% committed to that individual whether it's a quarterback or a tight end or an offensive tackle or a linebacker i don't care this guy no matter what i i think that they have to do that so that's sort of a I guess you would say it's a it's a wish that is one that you will never know if it was actually fulfilled or not, but it is one of my wishes. My wish is that I'll add, I'll add to yours. He has the guy that he likes and then does whatever it takes to get him. So if that's Justin Fields, he moves up to number four with the Atlanta Falcons to get him. He's not going to let anyone else jump in front of him. If he wants Zach Wilson... Trade with the Jets. Give them what they want. If you want Zach Wilson, do it. Jump above Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Throw him for a loop, thinking that he has it figured out. But don't jump to get Mac Jones. I, I'm not do that. on that train. Don't, don't do that. So that's what I want. I want him to find the guy and then go get him. All right. So what's a so here's what I'll do now. What's what's a wish list item that you have that isn't a first round item, and it doesn't have to be a player, right? I'm not gonna pigeonhole you to players because I think you like me are sort of uh, more based on. I know what the Broncos need, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure on which players because that's not my forte. That's not my specialty. We've got people who come and join us and and talk to us about those things rather than us having to be uh, the ones who are in charge of that. But are there positions that you see? that you hope that the Broncos will attack in the draft that will go after they will go after young guys and fill fill some holes. I think the situation that's going to be interesting is what Peyton does in that first round. Does he make a trade up to number four to get Justin Fields or whichever quarterback is there, not named Mac Jones? If that happens, I think the, the next thing that's on the list is running back. And I mentioned this last week, a potential draft crush for me is Najee Harris from Alabama. Now, I don't know whether he'll go in the mid first round, mid to late first round, like in the 20s. I have a feeling that he could be there at the end of the first round. So maybe George Payton moves back in and gets him. If he trades down, then that's definitely an opportunity to to do right there and then maybe get a tackle. But I don't know. As you said, since I want to stay married, I can't really stay up with college football. So I don't know the the tackle class because I think right tackle, aside from quarterback, are the two biggest issues offensively. I think running back is one of those things where you could probably get by with Melvin Gordon for this season. But if you have an opportunity to get a guy like Najee Harris from Alabama, I think you take it. And I also think right tackle. But I do think that Juwan James, having opted out of the 2020 season, coming back, being completely healthy, I think his mind is right. 
I think he's going to finally live up to the expectations that the Broncos had on him when they signed him from the Dolphins to that huge contract a couple of years ago. So I'm not overtly concerned, overly concerned about right tackle. I think, I think Juwan James is going to live up to the hype. So I think depending on what George Payton does in the first round, I think running back is a potential way to go right there. Yeah, I can see that. You know, it's it's interesting as as you're talking about potential fits and you're talking about areas of need uh and you know those kinds of things. I look at this offense and and, and maybe right tackle is an area of need so I you know, you think about a uh uh Sewell, for example, he's one of those top guys. I'm not sure he'll be there, but I could see that as as being someone worth uh worth going after if you're not going to pick a quarterback. Uh, you know, make that your move. Quite frankly, there's just not a lot of holes. I think Melvin Gordon proved over the course of the 2020 season that that he can handle the load. And it's also one of those positions where you can you can wait until round three or round four and bring in a guy who's going to have an impact. Uh, that's just what the running back position has become. You know, the running back position has become a position that. You know, it, it it you can kind of find guys. Uh, you're not always going to find Alvin Kamara, right? That's not always going to happen. But you're you're going to be able to find guys that can be uh, contributors. I, I mean, you don't have to look much further than what Philip Lindsay did for the Denver Broncos while he was in town. Was he great? No. Was he a contributor? Absolutely. Was he worth having on the team for a while? Yeah. Why not? So I, I kind of see that as to me running back there, especially a Najee Harris. That's a, almost like a luxury pick. You know, it's almost like a well, we don't need it, but we don't really have anything else we need to do. I don't see anything on defense. Maybe you get a corner. That's the other one. I was, was kind of looking at. Maybe you get a corner. You've got you've got good cornerbacks, but they're, you know, you got a one year deal here. You've got some age there. You've got some injury concerns over there. Yes, you've got Ojemudie and Isang Bassi, but is there a guy that that really makes you go, ooh, I like that that you could bring in? The, and I we said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. The 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 Broncos are are dangerous because nobody knows what they're going to do. Nobody knows what their true need is other than quarterback. The, there's a consensus outside of Broncos country. You you leave Broncos country and the consensus is Drew Locke doesn't have it. It's time to move on. And I know that usually you go, well, that's an outsider's perspective and they don't know anything. But when everybody outside is yelling at you that the house is on fire, you might want to look around and see if the house is on fire. And that is, I think, where the Broncos are at with quarterback, which is why we keep coming back to that position. Because you have solid wide receivers. You have a pretty good offensive line. Maybe you need a right tackle. Maybe another guard. I don't know. You you, you tell me if that's a first-round need. I don't think it is. Maybe you're, you know, I don't know, you've, you're good at, at tight end, but, man, Kyle Pitts looks pretty sweet, right? That's kind of, that's one of those luxury picks. I, it, you, as you go through it, where where do you keep landing? Like for me, I, I go through the whole team. I land on two positions every time. And maybe it's just because this is the Denver Broncos <laughs> on offense. I land on quarterback, not defense. I land on linebacker every single time. That's, that's the world we live in. So to me, that's my wish list. Go get the quarterback of the future because I don't think drew lock is it. Unfortunately, I wish he was. And then please go find me a, a linebacker, a middle linebacker, that can be a stud in this Vic Fangio defense. And I think the reason that 
middle linebacker becomes such an emphasis is what we saw in the Super Bowl. We saw what happens to the Kansas City Chiefs when you're able to cover a tight end. Yes, Travis Kelsey still had a lot of catches, but he really didn't make an impact. That's because they had linebackers who could cover. They got consistent pressure on Patrick Mahomes, but Travis Kelsey was also covered. The damage was limited. Same with Tyreek Hill and those running backs. So that's why linebacker because becomes such an emphasis, I think, for George Payton, Vic Fangio, and this defense. I think you bring up an interesting point, though, that we don't really know what the Broncos are going to do. That's because George Payton has never been in this position before, so we don't know what he's going to do. And I've said this before, he keeps his cards close to his vest. That's unlike John Elway, who pretty much had a royal flush and would show everybody. Or, or he had do seven offsuit and was like, "Hey, we're gonna win." <laughs> no, it's, well, is it, it's is weird that, being is that, here. Is that called? Is that uh, saying Joe Flacco is entering the prime of his career? Yeah, Joe Joe Flacco is entering the prime the prime of his career. That was uh, something that John Elway said. Uh, we kid because we love. Is it? Is that it? Is that? Uh, sometimes I need confirmation if that's really the case anymore. Um, no, we do love John Elway. We just we love him as a player more than anything else. And and what he did as a GM was great and fine and whatnot. But the backside of that GM career was was less than stellar. We I think we can admit to that. He was he was grasping at straws when it came to the quarterback position. But I but I go back to that having mentioned it, and I just point out how much of an impact having a great quarterback has on your franchise. And I'm not going to pull out the QB wins argument again because I know that people don't believe in QB wins which is fine but good franchises have good quarterbacks right great franchises have great quarterbacks that's just the way it is and unfortunately it's very rare that you have a defense that's good enough to overcome bad quarterback play which is what the Broncos did in in 2015 which is what you could argue the 85 Bears were able to do it was clearly what the Ravens did in 2000 I mean it happens, but think about how rarely that happens. The O2 bucks, I guess. How many years is that? That's a lot of years. So I hate it. I keep landing on this, but I guess to sort of pull us back to the question that I had last week that I asked the community about, and I got all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, and I know that football is a team sport, and so I'm sorry if that ruffled any feathers, but you got to have one person who you fall in love with. I think I end up talking myself into Justin Fields because he's the guy, like you said, who can come in and grow in the system and be the guy and and make this team better now because there are rookies that do that. Justin Herbert, for example, is, a, is, is right down the street, if you will, because he's in your division. It, it is possible. And if it's not Justin Fields, for me, it's Kyle Pitts because, man, that's just – that's just just freaky what he can do. Although I will say I do of my wish list, and I just found out about this person a little bit more in depth. And so I'll, maybe just because I found a name and it's like, yeah, I'll run with that. Baron Browning from uh, from Ohio State might be might be an interesting like second round pick as an option linebacker. Possible. It's it's no Roquan Smith, 
It's no Roquan Smith, but it's, you know, it's a name. I will add that if, if Justin Fields is who George Payton wants to get, he has to move up. He's not going to be there at nine. So he's going to have to make a trade with the Atlanta Falcons to get that number four pick. And I think there's really one other team that would trade up to get a quarterback, and that's the Carolina Panthers. And there's no way the Atlanta Falcons are going to make that trade with the Panthers in the division. I don't care what the Panthers throw at the Falcons. They're not going to make that trade. So George Payton has an opportunity now. But if that's what he wants, he has to do it. Because Justin Fields will not be there at number nine. A quarterback will not be there at number nine. Regardless of what the 49ers do, if they they take Mac Jones, if they take Trey Lance, either way, Justin Fields or Trey Lance are going to be there at number four. This is all based on the fact that the Jaguars are going to take Trevor Lawrence. The Jets seem to be in on Zach Wilson. The 49ers made that trade up to number three with the Miami Dolphins. It seems like they're going to take Mac Jones. So that leaves Trey Lance or Justin Fields for the Broncos to take it for. I'd be happy either way. The only way it's going to happen is to make the trade up. So as I said earlier, if George Payton wants one of these guys, if he wants one of these quarterbacks, he is going to have to make the move and go get him. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.